All right, the light is on, and we are off the bench here for episode 38 in a, <laughs> on a sunny, mild day. Yeah, I think it's next it was to like Rogers three degrees place. or something. So yeah, the uh, the dormant Rogers place <laughs> for the week yeah. as the Oilers are on their bye week. Uh, you're listening to, like I said, episode 38 of Off the Bench. I'm your host, Nick Good. Usually, as always, I would be joined <laughs> to my right by Adam Hunter, but. Is this his first missed episode? This is his first missed episode. Adam is uh, is on the long term injury reserve. Injury reserve. It is the LTIR. The LTIR. Yeah. He, uh, Damn. he he's, his concussion. If those of you who listened last week, has got has has not progressed favorably. So he <laughs> is. Yeah. He he. He cannot be sitting in the sunlight. Cannot be sitting in the sunlight. He can't. <laughs> a little tough for him to be sitting upright. I think so. In his place. Neil is back. Back from Jasper. So another two man booth this week. Oh, yeah. uh, how was how was the how were the mountains, Neil? It was good. Like I said, uh, Drew did show up for his own wedding, so he <laughs> got out of the crane. So that's good. 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 Um, but no, it was a lot of fun. I mean, he didn't send us an email this week, so I mean, Drew how good yeah. of a wedding could it have been? <laughs> that's right. I was hoping he. Uh, I was hoping in his marriage vows, yeah, was, he would have a mention of uh, off the bench. Off the bench, yeah. No, um, no, it was good. I had to do a best man speech. So. Oh, and how did that go? Pretty a little good. nervous. A little yeah, a little nervous. Like. I was starting to get uh, to a little preview of the day. I was getting a little drunk. No, like before. not you, Neil. No, so we had the ceremony at uh, noon, and then uh, getting on the bus, getting our things together, uh, taking some. What pictures. was the venue, if you don't mind me asking? It was the Saw Ridge in okay. at, uh, Jasper. Both the ceremony and the reception. Yes, everything. Everything was just there. Beautiful. I believe it's the only place in Jasper that has a conference room, but I could be wrong. I'm sure JPL does. Yeah, maybe. No, no, I, I don't, don't know. I think they do, they do ceremonies, but they can't do like. Receptions. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, um, or that doesn't cost like an arm and a leg. Maybe that's of what course. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so I was getting a little tipsy, and so then I had to like back the train up a little bit, and then right. we held it together till dinner, ate some food, did my best match speech. Then it was time to hit the booze again. Right. So right. Right. So I was able to hold myself together at least, and then uh, kind of sold myself up, did a little speech. I was a little nervous, but uh, overall, I think it was pretty good. We danced the night away. Uh, although Heather's foot is broken. Oh no! No, it's not. But oh. I stepped on it. Oh no, Neil! <laughs> in my in my drunken uh, my drunk dancing skills weren't great, so oh, I peeled a little geez. skin off her foot. But she was a trooper and didn't even blink. So well, that's, that's it. good to hear. Okay, yeah. so we're still gonna keep trucking on in honor of Adam. This episode is oh, dedicated yes. to you. Oh, um, Neil and I were gonna delve a little more into some pop culture stuff again this yes. week. Yes, Adam and I talked about uh, the Bachelor. Yep, yep. We reviewed the first couple episodes of the Bachelor. So that's—is it a new season? It, it is a new season. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ari's your Bachelor, Neil. Do you want me to fill you one in this week's sure. episode? Sure. Well, yeah. I kind of—I'm—I'm always curious when you guys are watching the Bachelor. Oh yeah. Okay. So Ari's your Bachelor. Okay. Um, first, and like after the first three episodes, how do we feel about Ari? <laughs> little weird, yeah. Weird vibes coming from Ari. He's uh, so he was a contestant on Emily season, I believe. Oh, okay. Of the Bachelorette, and he got to the final three, final two. I don't know. I didn't watch the season. Oh, I'm okay. Just, I'm, but you're uh, diving back in now. Yeah. So okay. Full full disclosure. I've only really started watching the Bachelor franchise over the past year. Oh, okay. Got into Bachelor in Paradise last summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then watched Nick Vile's second or his first go around as the Bachelor. Mm. Third time. On a Bachelor franchise, because he was oh, on The Bachelorette okay. twice, and he was The Bachelor. Then, Rachel Lindsay's season Oof. of The Bachelorette, and okay. then Bachelor in Paradise again. Now, here we are with the 20... I do this every week. I think it's the 22nd season of The Bachelor. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, those in, like, Survivor, Big they're all, like, astronomical. Oh, cannot bones. wait for Survivor Ghost Island. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you that. that they're, all when, at, they're all at astronomical numbers. When, Sizer's come, when Survivor's coming back on, yeah, we'll be reviewing Yeah, because they're at, like, two seasons this like a well, they were doing, year, yeah, right? yeah. So I think they're at like I think it's season twenty eight for Survivor or something like Woo! that. Like just wild. Big Brothers at something crazy like that. Too. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't doubt it. Because like I said, they're doing like fall and. So what's gonna happen though is so it's gonna be really interesting February because after the Bachelor's over, then you have Bachelor Winter Games, which is gonna be it's gonna be broadcast during the the Winter Olympics. What? And it's contestants <laughs> from. From Bachelor and Bachelorettes all, all over, the, over world. the world. Yeah, Australia. Oh like, my goodness. China, I'm pretty really? sure, is in there. Lithuania. Ooh. Like, oh, all over the Canada. Oh, wow. Yeah, everywhere. Okay. Um, at the same time, running concurrently will be uh, Celebrity Big Brother as well. Oh my so it's going to be a big February, <laughs> Neil. I'm not going to have any time to watch um, any of that. But Speaking as we move into the... School and work will keep me well, occupied don't, enough. Don't you worry. I'll keep you, I'll keep you in. Exactly. That's anyway. what I got you both for. Uh, so this past week on The Bachelor, uh, the three contestants that went home, Lauren, uh, who was going into the episode in my top three, already took her on a one-on-one date. 
didn't go well. She no, no, she's a bit of a dud. Bit oh, of okay. a dud. Yeah, unfortunately. Got a little nervous, got a little drunk. They're at a they're at a winery. They're at uh they're you in get Napa. drunk on the bus, it never ends well. They were in Napa Valley. Valley and she just wouldn't stop talking and mm. he just wasn't he just didn't give her the rose. So she went home. Uh you had your girl Bibiana, who uh yeah, she was a fiery uh, yeah. Latin lady. Oh, okay. Um just but Ari just wasn't feeling it with her, so he didn't give her rose at the rose. Do they have morning. more diverse casts now? Is that a thing? Uh, I would say so. Ari's got quite a, a diverse cast. Yeah. Um, he's thirty six, almost thirty seven, so oh, okay. his cast is also skewed a little bit older, older as well. Okay. There's a controversy with one of the contestants, Becca B E K A H. There's two yeah. Beccas. That's why I did oh, that. Okay. <laughs> About her age, she's she's young. She hasn't disclosed her age yet. <laughs> Um, hasn't disclosed. Well, she has to be at least twenty-one because that's the that's the, the, the yeah. I mean, they drink on the bachelor, right? Yeah. So, um. So anyway, but I mean, you know, bit of a bit of a big difference there. Thirteen, fourteen years. Oh, okay. But uh, she's she's leading the leading the pack right now. Her, Crystal, Harry <laughs> Crystal. Yeah. Um, and Chelsea would be the three front runners right now. Not a fan of either of them. Oh, okay. Of any of them, I should say. Ari, I don't think, has great taste in women. Okay, there you um, go. <laughs> but, my, but two of my girls are still in it. Becca, who... The other Becca looks like Olivia Munn. Oh! She's still... Oh, yeah. She's still in it. That. Nope, she's still in it. I don't know what Aaron Rodgers was doing, but that's okay. No, and apparently now he's dating... Danica Patrick. Yes. I was like, that's an odd... Right. Just out of nowhere. Right. Some two How did... I always wonder about these things. Where do these people meet? I know. Like, where it does is. Olivia Munn meet Aaron, Aaron Rodgers? Where does Stan, Danica Patrick meet he, him? Like, he's been hurt. His collarbones are broken for yeah. three months. Like, I know. It must be agents and it's people with numbers. Yeah, and just going to the weird you know mixers. People, weird yeah. mixers. People know the same people. I don't know. Or it could be like... Uh, Lots of mutual friends. Was it Andy Roddick and... Uh, or you could be on and the Brooklyn shitter Decker. looking at Sports yeah. Illustrated, being like, <laughs> getting your agent to get her number for you because you think she's attractive. Are they still together? Yes. Nice. And they have children. Brooklyn Decker. Yeah. Where to be? Wow. Good for Eddie Roddick. All right. So uh, we'll get into a little bit more sports stuff. Um, and we have the Australian Open going I was on. Just say a little bit. Of tennis. Um, Poor Chapo's out. All the Canadians are out. Of though, course, so. a little bit of football. But before that, let's uh, let's do because it's you and I. We'll talk about movies. Adam's not always. In on this conversation and basketball, a little heavier. Yep. So let's let's do the movie thing first. The Golden Globes yes. were a few weeks ago. Uh, now we're in that weird limbo before the uh, Academy Awards. We talked about the. We still have the sags between the Golden Globes, right? Which I seconds. think are usually more of an indication of yeah, how the both are. Yeah, the Oscars are going to go. If someone's won the Golden Globe and the SAG, they're likely to win the Oscar. It's well, kind of like. Well, no, it's just that. From what I understand, is the voting body for the SAGs is more is critically more like closer aligned with, with like the, the academy yes. because the gold gold, gold gold is like the press. foreign press the yeah. foreign press the foreign press hollywood because, foreign press which is why you see Guillermo del Toro win which is yes. why you see three billboards because uh the director is irish like yeah. you know a lot of times you see that was more like uh more aggressive yeah. sometimes uh Wins happening, mm-hmm. so kind of those out of nowhere wins. Yeah, go I guess you could say. more. Yeah. Um, so what we were gonna do, Neil and I, we're obviously when the Oscars come around, we'll do a bit of a preview and a recap. Yeah, I think maybe we'll, maybe we'll do like even a separate episode without Adam. Or yeah, Adam. I think so. I think we'll do like uh, who we think is gonna win, who we want to win, um, who we think has been snubbed. So what we're gonna do right now is kind of talk about who probably the leading candidates. Are yeah, or be. like who, if, you know from now till then. Try and watch these movies yeah. so that we can. Or this is more for Neil, really, because he hasn't. Yeah, and I haven't seen. You know, I haven't seen a chan- I haven't seen a ton, but some of these I definitely are okay. on my list. So, for example, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, right now is sort of the one that has a lot of yes. st- a lot of steam heading into the SAGs and into the Oscar. Oscars. Yeah, won all, it won the most Golden Globes. It yep. won for Best Picture for Drama. It, yeah. uh, Francis McDormand won Best Leading Actress. Uh, Sam Rockwell won Best Supporting and Actor. It won screenplay. It won a screenplay one. Best screenplay, okay. Yeah. Either original or I, I can't remember which exactly one. It okay. Is, but. So, because then the other one was Shape of Water. Shape of Water, which Guillermo del Toro won. Yeah, that was director. the other. That was best director, and he won best screenplay as well. Okay. So that was okay. Those were the two screenplay winners. So, so I would. Say, so now, Oscar still is. It's up to ten still. I believe is that or or it can have up to ten. Yeah, usually it's about six or seven. Seven, yeah. If it deems ten. Films worthy, basically. So we're probably looking at three billboards, Lady Bird, Lady Bird, three billboards for sure. Will uh, be there. Probably Shape of Water. Probably Shape of Water. I would, I would, because it doesn't, it doesn't qualify as a foreign film. I don't think because they had a foreign film no, category it no, it at uh, Golden Globes and it was not in it. So. Um, 
Phantom Thread. I'm sure Paul yeah. Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson. I'm thinking maybe Darkest Hour. Yeah. And Get Out probably. I get think out. It's gonna be in and there. then what about Tom Hanks's? Oh, the post. Fieldworks? It's hard to the say. Post, yeah. It's hard to say. Just I don't know. based on star power alone, it might. Yeah, and it's hard to say only because it's so late in the game. These movies that come out early January, I, I think, are usually tough. A tougher sell. Yeah. You know, like because they, they they've been shown to credits in November. So that's yeah. What, that's what qualifies. Them. Exactly. And you know, but it, it is like the Lady Birds and stuff that at least you. Yeah. These, these late summer movies. These for a while. fall movies. Yeah. Um. So I've seen most of these movies, to be honest. Yeah, right? you have. You've so seen I've a lot. Se- so I've th- I've seen three billboards. You have seen three billboards. Yep, I have seen it. What, when did it come? When was it here? Was it at like Garneau? Or was no, it at no, Princess? is that I saw it. I saw it at uh, City Center. City Center is the other one that always plays actually some really good movies. Um, I think it's still in theaters, possibly. I don't know. I watched it a few, uh, probably over a month ago. Okay, it's a tough watch. Yeah. It's, uh, it, oh yeah, it's. Okay. I mean, the, I mean, it, it deals with it deals with. Murder, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the main story being that Frances McDormand's character, her daughter's been... Basically, she was tortured and, and raped That's right, to yeah. death. Yeah. And the cops... She feels the cops aren't doing enough. They're negligent, yeah. Um, led by the chief, uh, Woody Harrelson. That's right. And so she purchases three billboards outside her town in Ebbing, Missouri, which is a fictional town. Yeah. Nabeski says, why... Calling him out specifically, Chief Willoughby, you know... Killed, murdered and raped. Why have you not done anything about it? Something to those effects is, yeah. is what the three billboards read. And there's a big controversy being like, how can you do this? Calling out the chief. Mm-hmm. He's trying to do his 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 due process, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a tough watch. It's it's a it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. To me, is it the best movie of the year? I yeah. don't think so. Okay. Um, I think Lady Bird is gonna. Maybe suffer a little bit from that La La Land yeah. backlash that it got last year. It's mm-hmm. a very wholesome movie. Yeah, it deals with a, like a, a, uh, the growing up struggle. Yeah, and I just think it's it's one of those things where it's people are gonna look at him like, yeah, it's good, but it's it's not great. It's, it's not, not great. It's yeah. not Dunkirk. It's not the post. It's not talking about these big grand things. Which. Yeah. To me, again, I think Dunkirk is one that's kind of fallen to the wayside a yeah, bit. Yeah, it had it got really good reviews and yep. like for a warm movie. Again, another was... movie I saw. Now, here's the thing. Christopher Nolan deserves his recognition as a director. Yeah. He, he does. does. Some, he does some good things, yeah. You know, Inception, is it a is it Academy Award worthy winning? Probably not. Maybe not, but it's a great film to but watch. It's good to and watch. it's really, really well done. Yes. Very original. Mm-hmm. Um even it's if you go back to you know his big film that really set him off, Memento, another movie yeah. that really, you know, it, almost Tarantino esque, where it bends the ideas of how you tell a linear story and it yeah. really makes you think. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes you make the connections. Yeah, of course, Interstellar had its problems, but for most of that movie, you're you're now and so you're in it. I should finish my thought there. The thing I'll say about Christopher Nolan, I think he does it to himself, which you have to admire, but at the same time is what frustrates people about him, is he takes this thing that is so, I think, near perfect, and he just tweaks it that little bit that confuses the shit out of people. Yeah. And it loses them. Like, the big thing from, with Interstellar is that ending. Yeah. People are like, what the hell's even What's going on anymore? What's even going on anymore? Now, Dunkirk, you, think, you think you followed it, think you followed it, and then all of a sudden you're like, boom, I did you, you didn't watch Dunkirk. I haven't seen it, So no. the big thing about it that pulls people away is there's this weird time lapse thing that's going on so basically okay. there's three stories being told in this evacuation of Dunkirk yeah um, following three main kind of characters you have these young boys who are on the who are on the front who are just basically trying to get off the beach any way they can mm-hmm. um, then you have the the father who's uh, taking his his uh, part played by Mark Alliance yeah who won for best supporting actor last year for Bridge of Spies Oh, okay. So he is basically, he's part of this um, operation, which is to just citizens to cross the channel with their own boats to help take soldiers back to England, right? Oh, okay. And so it's following his story as he's got crossing the channel, and the other one is uh, Tom Hardy as a RFA pilot who's basically trying to, you know, ward off the Germans long enough so these boys can get off, oh, okay. get off, the, uh, get off the beach. And it, so it does it in a weird time lapse where obviously because Tom Hardy is in the plane, everything that's happening to him is happening in faster sequence than the guys on the beach. And yeah, then yeah. a little bit, and then who are happening a little bit slower than the guys on the 
boat. And so it's happening in weird intervals and it keeps cutting back and forth until eventually they all line up. Yeah. Dunkirk was that movie where I was watching it and about, I would say it's a good 100 minute movie, about 85 minutes into it. I'm like, I don't know if this movie's affecting me as much as it should. And then something happens and all of a sudden I'm sitting there and... Full disclosure, I'm a, I'm a total baby when it comes to any sort of movie. I will, oh, yeah. I will weep at the end of most, yeah. most movies. Yeah, okay. But this one really, really affected me. There's a final scene that just with... I won't, really, I won't spoil it at all, but Tom Hardy is in that last scene. And yeah. just the imagery of it, just to me, is just was such a perfect way to end that movie. Oh, okay. Um, I, think it, I think if not as a film, as a director, Christopher Nolan deserves a little bit of recognition. Oh, okay. Come this time around. Yeah. Um, obviously, probably your leading guy, your leading people, I should say, for directors, you're going to have Spielberg yeah. for the post. Um, in my opinion, I have no, I'm not based on this on anything, but from yeah. what I've seen, probably Spielberg. You have Guillermo del Toro for Shape, Shape of Water. Water. Um, probably going to have Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. Yeah. I think Greta Gerwig is going to get a little bit of recognition for Lady Bird. Yeah. For sure. And... Yeah, I'm, and then uh, Christopher Nolan, I think, would to me would be a good five. Yeah, and then uh, and then the uh, I forget his name now, the director for Three Billboards. Oh, we looked. Yeah, we yeah. saw it. Um, and then and then oh, and then Jordan Peele for Get Out probably. I think yes, probably Get Out is it's one of those ones. So so those I think though for best for it for the major categories. Other than best picture, there's still only five. Yeah, there's still so, only five, so it's a tight race, mm-hmm. right? That's always what... Um, and then obviously that's one of the big criticisms of the Oscars because they don't separate comedies and musicals from dramas. But Yes. So it makes it, you know, it can so kind of limit your... I uh, do think because of the, you know, the um, Time's Up Martin movement, McDonough for thank you, who did Seven Psychopaths and uh, one of... A really underrated movie which I really enjoyed, which was Killing Them Softly, which he did a few Ooh. years ago with uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so... Um, I uh, uh, lost. Oh yeah, with sorry, with the Times Up movement, I think that probably that, you know, whether I I would hate to think that that this is the only reason she gets the recognition for it, but I think it's gonna really help Greta Gerwig's uh, chances just because she got shut out at the Golden Globes and mm-hmm. Lady Bird is a, Lady Bird is a great movie. She was the director of Lady Bird. I should yeah. clarify. Great. Great movie, Sarah Sharon, and she won for best actress, best supporting actor, or best leading actress in a musical comedy at the mm-hmm. Globes. Um, as far as some people who I think I have gotten have fallen by the wayside a bit, um, do you watch Split? Split. It was uh, it was uh, M Night Shyamalan's movie that came out at the start of the year, James McAvoy. Okay, so I I've heard of this. Yeah, who he had like the the split personality. Of yeah, air he plays stuff. eight main, really like eight characters are the ones that you yeah, really. Yeah, he follow. has more personalities, but they they just they really focus on the yeah. eight of them. I don't know. To me, what you say what you want about what you know an M Night Shyamalan movie, and whether that again is it worthy of any sort of recognition. But what James McAvoy did in that movie, and it came out at the very start of last year. 2017 so probably got forgotten a little bit but I just felt like watching that movie and I've thought about it and that's the biggest thing I've thought about it ever since I watched it mm-hmm. since the start of the year and just the nuances that McAvoy does every time he's in one of those other personalities there's even points in the movie where he's seeing a psychiatrist who's trying to analyze these split mm-hmm. personalities and she recognizes that he is one of his personalities acting as one of the other ones mm-hmm. like she can tell when when uh, I, I'm, I'm now I'm forgetting the names of some of them, right? But mm-hmm. but it, he can she can tell when the the one artist personality, for example, is pretending or sorry when his sort of more serious character is acting like it's oh, okay. the artist character. Oh, okay. Personality and like yeah. just the nuances and things he does is just like a tilt of the head or a way mm-hmm. he sits or like the way he moves his moves his hands. Is yeah. Like, you get to a point where like oh yeah he's that's who that's supposed to be. That's that personally. That's that personally. Yeah. Just for an actor to convey that in like a 90 minute movie to me was just incredible. And yeah. so I watched Darkest Hour. Gary Oldman is Winston, Winston Churchill in that movie. Yeah. I think he did a great job. Uh, I haven't watched the Phantom Thread yet, but it's, but it's Daniel Day Lewis and you <laughs> know, he's reunited with Paul Thomas Anderson for who they did. Uh, there will be blood together. Be blood, yeah. So, and apparently it's his last movie. Paul, uh, 
Daniel Day Lewis is, so he's yeah. kind of giving it his all. And for what I've heard from it, he is he's incredible. But I I just hope James McAvoy would, were to get a little bit of recognition because mm-hmm. I thought that his performances on was just incredible. Okay. Um, and I think another one that kind of I think gets deserves a little bit more credit than it got is it. It yeah I think as a like, movie as a oh. film I don't know what where where it deserves any sort of recognition. Yeah. Probably not best director, probably not best mm. picture by any means, but it's. I just think it deserves some sort of recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to fill theaters anymore, yeah, and, the, and to outperform box office numbers anymore, yeah. And for the fact that just like a simple, really horror movie was able to yeah. do that, it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. So, and then I think Get Out is eventually going to get a lot of recognition that it deserves. Yeah. From Which what I've, one I haven't seen. Me actually. neither. So, but I've heard nothing. But like from what I've kind of read and stuff about Get Out is like how relevant it, it kind of became mm-hmm. actually too. So um, the initial reaction to it was kind of like, yeah, it's good. But I think it's now more analysis that's done on it. People are like starting to be like, actually, it's really good. Yeah. So um, I don't know what kind of recognition it's going to get, but I saw it, Tanya and the, my immediate reaction coming at that. I talked about it a little bit last week with Adam. Yeah. Gut punch. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 not the same kind of tough as Three Billboards is to yeah. watch. But there's parts of it where you're, <laughs> you're just like, oh, man, if that's really what someone's upbringing was, life, yeah. was like, Oof. I don't blame them for doing yeah. maybe some things. Um, for sure. Yeah, and then as far as the post goes, um, I don't think you can really go wrong with Streep and Hanks, especially with Spielberg directing them. Lots of Oscars between those three so um yeah as as far as a film goes is the best i'm like i'm looking at this list now that i've written down three billboards mm. ladybird shape of water post yeah. dunkirk I, have you Tanya. haven't seen shape of water yet i haven't darkest hour phantom thread mm-hmm. florida project got a little bit of recognition yeah. um get out <sighs> nothing really strikes me as the best movie of the year yeah i remember the one year when spotlight won so i just watched spotlight so the, weeks so the ago. year Spotlight won, that was the same year where Birdman was up. And nope. Yeah, it was. Cause, because Birdman won Best Director. And then Spotlight won Best Picture. No, Birdman won Best Picture when it should have... When um, Boyhood lost. No, that was Best Director. That no, was, no, he won, sure? won Best Picture. Okay, so maybe it was the year before that. But I remember the... Anyway, I remember the year with Spotlight. Spotlight. It, it was... That was a year, remember, I remember I had seen a lot of those movies and it was really hard for me to kind of decide, mm-hmm. for me to pick one because I thought they were all really great. Yeah. Um, I think that was the same year with Whiplash. Yes, um, I want to say. Anyway, this is sort of the opposite of that where I'm not really sure anything really, again, to be fair, I have not seen Phantom Thread, I've not seen Get Out. Yeah. Um, so, and I've not seen Shape of Water. So those are three that maybe would swing my votes. Mm-hmm. If I were to vote right now, if I had a vote, I don't know. I, my favorite movie out of the year was Logan, to be honest. My favorite. <laughs> See, no, that's I'm what not I, even laughing that's, about that, that's it. But that stuff, was that yeah. was my favorite movie out of the no, year. No, and that's the stuff we'll talk about. That like we'll make a list of like what we think is gonna win and like what we would make our own list of my like, mo- our that 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 movie. Has, so we already know next number one, which is that funny. movie has not left my mind since I've seen it. I've thought about it so much. I thought it was yeah. Such a even that is not just a superhero movie, mm-hmm. and I think maybe a lot of people who would normally, you know, w- w- didn't watch it because they thought it was just another sort of superhero yeah. movie, but it wasn't. It was mm-hmm. it was it was it was a gritty, sad, yeah, western. Really, is what it was going for, and it did such an amazing job. And mm-hmm. the ending again that 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 ending to that movie is another one that just has stuck with me, and I yeah. just think it was such a brilliant film. Okay, okay. so quickly though, yeah. spotlight. It was The Big Short, Bridge right. of Spies, right. Brooklyn, Mad Max, The Martian. This is the one you're thinking of, yeah. The Revenant. Right. He Revenant. won director. Okay. That's what it was. Same, right. But it's the same director who won Ugar for Birdman. Yeah. And then Room. Those are the ones right. that followed. And so, so then, if like for what Nick is referencing. And then Brooklyn, that's yeah. Sasha Ronan. Was so it was one. Alejandro yeah. Inaratu, or yeah. however you want to. Yeah. I don't want to butcher his name too bad, but he won both back-to-back years for Best Director. Yes. But The Revenant did not win Best Picture Spotlight. That shouldn't have. Yeah, Spotlight was good. If I had to put the list on the No, I'm one, saying that Revenant shouldn't have won. No, it shouldn't have won Best Director either. Yeah, I don't... My favorite movie of that list was Room, actually. Room was really, really I would good. say because it maybe a little more hard-hitting. Although, my most enjoyable for, like, easiest to watch was Mad Max. 
I Mad agree. Max was like one of my funnest ones. I was like, I went and watched it, had no expectations about yeah. what I was about to see, and I was like, that is hands down the best action movie that I've probably watched in theaters myself. Yeah. And they were on a single row the whole time. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> it's just like, For sure. yeah. So anyway, but that's just a little quick side note. But yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll come back to those, oh, obviously, yeah. as we get closer to the season. Sure. Okay, so let's do a little bit of, let's head into the sports section of this podcast. Sure. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about the Oilers. They were on a bye week this week. Yeah, I did not see their last two games. Okay, against the Coyotes. Ki- yeah, and the Golden, Golden Knights, Knights. Who so might be having in, to change their name? Who yeah, knows? So I was in. I was at the wedding, so I did not right. get a chance to really see much. Okay, well, I we, saw the Darn. Ironically, I was in a hotel for about five minutes picking up a beer and saw the drop past the Darnell blast one pass the Coyotes for his second goal of the game. That was what I saw. So, <laughs> I, and I've said this before, if this. Is to be a lost season. Obviously, the the coming out of Darnell Nurse is one of the biggest stories of this year. Yeah, and, a, he's a been, real, and he's been really good. It looks like a real bright spot. Yeah. I mean, he has four goals in three games or four games or whatever mm-hmm. it is now. Well, because they weren't having any production from the back end, no. so it's nice. And yeah, so it's he's been playing really well, which got me to thinking. That he's been out playing for sure. He's probably been our best defenseman for sure. Year. And this is and this has got me thinking. It's a little side note. Obviously, you know the the. Controversy, rumor, what did happen and not happen thing earlier in the year with the dry saddle Dar- yeah. Darnell Nurse little scuffle. The rumor was Darnell Nurse punched Dar- uh, dry, saddle. dry saddle, and that's why he missed a couple games. Yeah. He had a concussion or a black eye from it, whatever. Now, if there were to be a divide in the dressing room, let's say, and it came to the point, now I'm not going to say you're Peter Shirley because I don't trust him making this. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. say if it, he probably would do something. If GMX. Yeah. We're have to make a decision, and you have to stake stake your future either on Darnell Nurse or, or Leon Drysaddle. What would you do, Neil? <laughs> if you had to, if you had to trade one what? of them, yeah. I'm just if it were a thing, if there were an actual rift, if thing, if that, as as far as we know, maybe that's the reason why this team's not been performing well mm-hmm. because there is a bit of a. Although that drop pass of the dry saddle to Darnell when he stepped into that clapper was pretty good. So I'm just and not, the celly together was pretty good, You're too. not answering my question. Oh, Nick. Oh, you're telling me the age-old question, what's more important than the defenseman, defenseman or center? center? <laughs> I would, personally, I would trade dry saddle. <laughs> I know. I would, I would keep Nurse. I, oh, I've always liked Nurse. No, I know. And it could be just... And they're both super young. They're both right around the same age. Both really good. They're both, both having great years. Dar- Drysdale's actually on pace, I think, to be better than last year. Ironically, mm-hmm. with no playoff or with no power play points, and, yep. and but then he's still getting shit on, and it's like, um, yep. excuse me. Yeah, it's because scoring's up in general, so I think people look at like relative numbers sure. and they're like, oh, why isn't he doing this too? And it's yeah. like, well, not every, you know, because like Josh Bailey's second in the league, and you're like, what's going on? <laughs> so, um, I'd just tra- be I would trade Nurse. Yeah, 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 no, you would. Um. So yeah, I mean, but I don't want to in any mm, form. No, not at all. Yeah. I wouldn't want to trade drafts. It hands down my favorite. It just made me think about sure. it. Sure. Yeah. What, what would what would you do? Um, so we're because coming... it still doesn't give you a right-handed. You know, we still need a right-handed defenseman. No, exactly. Still kind of our Achilles. So anyway, we come, which is the problem of twenty teams in the fucking. Well, league. that's no, and, that, and absolutely it is. But it's just one well, of those things just, that like fans fucking rag on this team. It's like no. if it's so easy to get a right. No, of course I, they're top. like unicorns. That's why they're oh so valuable. God. It still will continue to be a hole though that they just have trouble filling. Absolutely. But but the good thing about last year is that they didn't really matter to the point that they were able to mask it because everybody played well. There's ways you can get around it, just like anything in life. It's just like sports is the same way, right? Not everybody has Eric Carlson or no. Brent Burns. Or Chris Letang or Alex Petrangelo, PK right? PK Subban, right? Like they are a dime a dozen. They're not a dime a dozen. They're just yeah. like you only got so many, right? And so you have to you have to get creative sometimes, exactly. right? Like Pittsburgh did win without Letang. Yes, right. Exactly. So and Chicago doesn't have a dominant right. They have a dominant left. I'd say Duncan Keith is probably yep. their most important defenseman. Sure. So it shows you you don't always need it, right? So there is no. ways around things, but and so those come off their bye week. On Saturday, playing the Vancouver Canucks. So our next three games, they play three games, and then it's the All-Star break. So they got the Canucks, the Sabres, the Flames. Ooh, they better win all three. And that was what I was going to say to you. If they run that table on those three games, they go on that three-game win streak. Boom, they're back to 500 again. Which would then make it, make it their longest winning streak of the year, which be would be five. five. 
They still have only they're won in it. Right games back to back. And right? I hate to say it, but, but they're like, in it. because I, I hate know. it, feels like it's just beating my head against a fucking brick wall. wall. But no, they win those three games at six points. They're up to then they're up to what forty nine points. Yeah, forty nine points. They're in it. They're in it. They're in it at that point, especially if you can beat the Flames in regulation and Vancouver in regulation. Yes. Four Those games. are teams you're directly like Calgary's the teams you're directly chasing. Especially Calgary. Yes. Vancouver's one point behind us, but it's like But put keep them below you. It's like and I hate to say it, and then it's like And Buffalo they, is junk. Like Oh my god, yeah. They're so, they're yeah. So at that point, at that point, do you then try to make a trade to salvage this season? Do you try to get a rental? Do you try to do trade draft picks, trade yeah. maybe even a prospect for something to help you right now? Yeah, I don't know. I think you know my feelings on this. Yeah, I say you always do. If you always, if you ever have a shot, you always take it. Well, because, because sports windows are so fickle. Yes, those sport, those those winning quote unquote windows, and people will argue that those don't actually exist. But everyone has this idea that once you get to the, you ascend to the top, you're going to be the Patriots, where you're just going to dominate for yeah. seventeen years. Yeah, or like you know, in our lifetime, Chicago, the, the Blackhawks, yeah, or whatever, right? Yeah. And it just and look at how much they're struggling. Just now. The, even the Penguins, right? Th- there will come a day where the Patriots will not be good. Next year, possibly <laughs> if they lose three of their assistant coaches in one offseason, that's a hard. To, yeah, as good or, as Belichick and is, or like Belichick leaves, or you never know. As right? good as Belichick is, losing your three assist, your your D line or your defensive coordinator, coordinator, offensive coordinator, and your D line coach, all in or is one it special teams coach. Yeah, especially. Anyways, those those if you lose three of those guys, like that's that's tough to recover from. That's a lot, yeah. So and you know Brady, as much as the TB12 obviously is great, <laughs> he's still a forty-one year old quarterback he next is. year. Yeah, no, I know. And even though we had the greatest forty-year-old season, who the hell knows what's going to happen to Gronk in this next game or two? Right, <laughs> yeah, like probably get hurt. Um. Anyway, we're we're getting. Off I know track. what you're right. I know what you're saying though is that you always envision that like even the Oilers like right. We got second round last year. Oh, it's automatic progression. It's going to be Western Conference Finals this year, or it's going to be this or this, right? And it, that's just not the way it goes. And that was why after that whole Ducks thing happened, when Kessler was holding the pad, Corey yeah. Perry scored that goal in Game Six, and people were like, "Oh, it's okay, we'll be back." No, and I just remember thinking to myself like, no. and I know I just remember like, I felt sick only because I part of me was like, that could have been it. That could have been the run. Yes. And I've said this before. You just people, never know. People are like, man, Shirelli or whoever, this organization's a failure if you don't win at least X amount of cups with McDavid on your roster. It's like, that's just not fair. Mm-hmm. There are 31 teams. Soon there's going to be 32 teams in the NHL. Yeah. It is so hard to win a championship. And if you really believe in parity then, if you really believe that that's a thing, yeah. then that means your team, you're going to witness one championship every 31 years. Yes. Because every other team... Because yeah. every other team should win a title. If you believe right? in parity, yes. Right. And so if that's the case, if you, like, then is that not good enough then? Yeah. If you were to, like, I honestly believe, part of me even thinks that, like, the Oilers committed hockey hubris a yeah. little bit. We won so much. Yeah. In a short period of time in the early 80s, mm-hmm. or the, the mid, mid to like late 80s. 80s. Yeah. And we had another Stanley Cup run in uh, 06. You know, and it's like... Yeah, I know you want you crave more of that and you create a legacy, but it's like you can't be bound to that. Like mm-hmm. maybe that was what we got. Yeah. Maybe the Islanders got what they got in the eighties. Yeah. Know? Maybe the Wings got what they got when they did. Maybe yeah. the Penguins are now done, right? Like you wish it was better than that, but yeah. maybe it's not. There's a good chance in three years we go to the NBA that the Golden State Warriors are irrelevant as shit. Because they and already were pretty much they're almost their entire existence. Once LeBron leaves Cleveland, they were good you know once. They, they were good once. The Baron Davis. No, not even. Season. It was like they've won one title, and then they were pretty much irrelevant for the Warriors f- for like thirty years. Yeah, but there was that one series where they yeah they they beat the, the Mavericks. They're they the only the Mavericks, eight yeah. to beat a one yeah. in the NBA history. But like it was still just a flash in the pan. They lost the next round, right? And like that's it. That's all you got, right? I think to the Lakers, right? The eventual champs. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's like yeah, it's one of those things, right? That what you're saying is true. That. You can't take it for granted. Like it's no. easy to think that it's just gonna happen all the time. It's and so, and that's the thing is. I, so anyway, right? back to the point. I think you try to make a move. If if you win these next three games, mm-hmm. you see yourself around the trade deadline. You're hovering around four or five points out of the playoff picture. You got to take a fucking shot at it. Yeah. Connor's still only making two million bucks with bonuses or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And by that point, you'll have a lot of space because you know by the trade deadline you can pretty much bring on any contract. It doesn't yeah. really matter. So, I. Yeah, I so think, ne- sorry, Knight, just to, to piggyback off your thought, though, like, 
The Warriors won in 1975 and didn't <laughs> win again until 2015. That's yeah. 40 years. Yeah. Like they were completely irrelevant pretty much. I mean, look They at, had one one Hall of Fame player on their team look in at that the Blackhawks before they won. Yes. Right? You know, and then look well, at they they broke the drought and then it's like it just keeps going, right? Even like look at the Leafs. Like they haven't won since 1967 or whatever right? it is, right? Like that's that is insane. That is a long time. And I think I still think championships matter. Obviously, you play professional sports for that, but I think I'm there's. I'm glad. I think they're finally starting to like. But I feel like they're part of the whole picture. You don't appreciate the special runs for what they are, yeah. right? Like, you know that that '06 run for us, for example, was so great. But then it, it, you know, we fell short of the championship, and then after that, it was like you know the quote unquote decade of darkness. Mm-hmm. And but. Would you have, and I've, we've asked this question a thousand times on this podcast and off mic, but would you take back that that Stanley Cup run to not have that decade of darkness? If you could take, let's say if that year mm-hmm. we went on the first round against Detroit, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't upset them. Steve Eisenman didn't take his last skate on Rexall ice and we lost to the Red Wings. Yeah. But then for the next, let's say seven out of the ne- those next 10 years, we were still in the playoff picture, either an eight, a, you know, not dominating, you know, but like an eight, seven, six seed. Maybe one year we shoot up to like a four seed and we yeah. get that home ice advantage. Never really dominate. Never, obviously never get McDavid, mm-hmm. but we're still in the playoff picture, but we never get past the first round. Yeah. Or do you take that Stanley Cup run and you, and then you stomach that decade of darkness, right? Yeah. It's hard to say, right? Yeah. part is. of me is like, man, yeah, that was really tough to live through that. But at the same time, man, how many teams get championship runs? Not very many. How many teams actually get championship runs? Yeah. I mean, even you know, we go into into the football playoffs now. Some of these teams, some of these fan bases, like yeah, no, man, the, Jacksonville. There's a chance they'll never be here. No, ever and again. like this is what I was just about to say to you that the three of the four teams left have never won a Super Bowl. Vikings have won a Super Bowl. The Vikings won in the 70s, did they not? Huh. They haven't won a Super Bowl. I'll look it up to make sure, but I'm... Fran Tarkenton never won a Super Bowl? No. They've made it to the, they've made it to the Super Bowl. Oh. But they've never won a Super Bowl. Oh, and this know. is a league that literally says parody. We have parody. Yeah. And yet, there's three out of four now that have never won. Yeah. So if there's, if there's a chance that if Jacksonville upsets New England, you will have a first-time winner of the Super Bowl right. ever. It's 20... 18 like how crazy is yeah that, right so it goes to show you like you said that like you have to pick your poison right do you want a championship or do you want sustained playoffs because like it's hard to do both like it happens every not once Patriots, in a while what i'm saying yeah exactly and like the san antonio eight, spurs eight, in basketball eight straight right final fours yeah. the everybody game. wishes they could be the spurs in basketball right because they win five titles and they always gave themselves a chance yes but they flamed out a couple times in the second Kawhi round. Kawhi Leonard has played nine games this year, and they're still in the top <laughs> half of the Western Conference. <laughs> right? Like, there's just teams that do it, and I'm sorry. Like, it's just the way that it works. Like, for whatever reason, it's the players they find, it's the coaches yeah. they have. It's kind of just like a, a combination of everything, right? And so. I think with analytics, too, is people want to chalk it up to science, right? People want to chalk yes. it up like, why well, hasn't this happened? This is how you do it. You put all these th- things together. You put this formula together. This should be the result. And sports, in my opinion, I think... Analytics, of course, I don't think, I know, everyone knows that they're important. They serve a purpose. Yeah. But they don't tell they the can whole tell story. You, yeah, they can tell you patterns. They can tell you different But they don't things. tell you the whole story. Because yeah. if it was that simple, then, man, you would just bring some nerd from behind a computer onto every team and they would put together the Spurs or the Patriots yeah. or whoever every year. Yeah. I mean, for example, look at the Penguins. Back-to-back cha- Stanley Cup championships and they could not win, they could not make the playoffs this year. They could, they might be out. They're the second wildcard team. Yeah. Which is funny because I wanted to talk a little bit about NHL surprise teams because Washington, once again, is quietly really good in the East. Mm-hmm. And again, one of these years they went into it with not a lot of expectations, second in the East, only behind the Lightning. But that being said, if the playoffs were to start right now, who would they be playing? The Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh Penguins, yeah. So, oh, man. and do you, do you put any trust in an Alexander Ovechkin team against the Sidney Crosby team in the playoffs? I don't. Okay, yeah. let's, uh, let's, go to the, let's go to football now. Yeah, so the Vikings appeared in one Super Bowl in 1976. Okay. They didn't Teams win. with Super Bowl appearances, but no victories. Minnesota Vikings, oh. four. 
Buffalo Bills four, Bengals two, Philadelphia Eagles two. Yeah. And then obviously Jacksonville's never made the Super oh. Bowl. So three of the four have never made it against the guy that has the number one for appearances and potentially for wins, if I'm not mistaken. No, if I, they think win, I think he's tied with Montana. No, he's oh he's, no, he's ahead of Montana. Montana only had four. But I mean for oh. wins as a franchise. Oh, I see what you mean. No, they would Steelers be tied with the most. Steelers. Steelers they would have be tied right now. if they win. Yeah. So what you have potentially a guy who's made the Patriots have been in the Super Bowl nine times, and combined the other teams have six. The other three. So like, you talk about parity, like yeah, it, it like, but it just shows to show you that it doesn't happen that often. Where you're not just getting a new champion every every no. year like all willy nilly. No. You know. Well, even look at baseball. Look how long it took the, the Cubs to win a hundred years, and then the Astros win the next year. Like that is parity. Kind of, but it also took Houston Nationals a long ass time. And like the Kansas City Royals, like my whole life they were shit, <laughs> and all of a sudden they were like good yeah. within a window. But how were they good? And now they're shit. All again. homegrown people that were like in their mid twenties when they all finally hit the majors, kind of gel, and then like you said, boom, they're all dispersed again already. They're already bad. They mm-hmm. already had to ship out all their players. So one run, like that's all you See, get that's, sometimes. That's the. Yeah. I think baseball is definitely the most fickle. Oh yeah. Well, well nobody makes it either. There's well, no that's, playoff that's spots. That's just it. There's like six spots. <laughs> oh my god. For, for 32 teams. And it's wild because the season's so long. Yes. It's so hard to sustain success. Yes. Right. It's so hard to sustain that. And who broke the record this year? They already did. the Cleveland uh, Indians. For they won. They won twenty three in a row. Oh, right, whatever. their winning streak. And then yeah, look, yeah. they just like lost in the playoffs yeah. because. Yeah. Well, see, and I have I have a thing where I don't even think it's a theory. I think it's just proven that like those win streaks mean nothing. No, they're terrible for. They're you. actually the worst thing for you because think. Remember last year in the NHL, you had the Wild and the Blue Jackets who yeah. went on those both those tears. And as much as I want the Oilers to go on a winning streak, I don't want them to go on a 14-game winning streak because you yeah. burn it all off. I know, right? But how do you tell players to stop winning? <laughs> well, you don't. Know, like as you a know. coach, how do you tell them to stop no, winning? Exactly, I know. But you for, pull a Popovich and you sit him down is what you do. <laughs> no, and you that's do it, why you win. You do it deliberately. No, yes. You, that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. So that's why you're so that good. You pull a Belichick you don't play Gronk for half a game. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just... Anyway. Yeah. That's why these guys are the best. That's why they are what they are. So, yeah. anyway. They do things differently. We want to talk about the uh, Stefan Diggs catch. Catch? And how it should have happened? Well, one thing I'll say is just... I remember I was watching that game. There was... How, you know, the Vikings go up. They get that field goal. They're up by one point, right? Yeah. And no, sorry. When the when the when the Saints got their touchdown, they went up by one point. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was the the Saints were well, the Saints were marching. I think it was about two minutes left. Yeah. Drew Brees had the ball. I'm sitting with, I'm sitting at a bar next to somebody who's actively cheering against Drew Brees, who for whatever reason hates Drew Brees. He's like, I just want the Vikings to win. I hate Drew Brees. <laughs> well, he's like, like, who hates but, Drew Brees? But he's like, but he's like, I, but I have no, like, I have no faith that he won't do this. And I, I was sitting there, and I just felt it. I'm like, I feel there's Brees magic coming. Yeah. And lo and behold, he throws a touchdown pass to Kamara. Yeah. And they take the lead. And at that point, I'm like, I, but there's still a minute <laughs> and something left, and for yeah. whatever reason, I'm thinking. They should have taken more time off that fucking clock. Well, and then they go down. They get a but field it's goal hard. quickly. How do you feel, how do you yeah, so then like it's that? funny, though. Like, Minnesota goes down, does a pretty good drive themselves, gets a field goal. Boom, they're back up by one. And then all of a sudden, Drew Brees has – that was like there was a minute and something like that. That's too much time. Easy march down. Although, fourth and ten makes a beautiful pass to Willie Sneed. And then yeah. – because I, I only saw the end. But actually, see, Sneed – Pulled an out route though. Yeah, and that could have been the difference. If no, he just goes down in bounds, blew yeah. a little bit more of the clock. Yeah, Keenum okay. doesn't have anyway. Yeah, so then he hits him, whatever. But then yeah, then they all of a sudden they go back up by two, and then Keenum. There's only about thirty seconds total, right, or twenty five seconds, something like that total when he got the ball back. Yeah, but then throws a sixty one yard. And then of course Williams. Well, he just misses. The goes tackle. under. Well, he goes under. He goes under. He tried. To, he tried to undercut him. Yeah. Through. Whatever reason he tried to take his legs out, yeah, like a big kind of hit. You feel like shit if you're that player, eh? <laughs> well, what do you do? I mean, because everybody's looking at you, you at that point. Open field tackle, because <laughs> Keenum's athletic, but he's not fast enough to get up to pull off. No, the I play. know. So there was ten seconds left. Yes, no, literally just wait for him to catch it, come down, grab him. And but I mean, this is obviously that's Monday morning quarterbacking. It like, is because like the, moment, the game's happening, yeah. and like he 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 explained it later. He thought he got there early, which and he you never did, expect and... Stefan Diggs to make that catch. No, no. now. I'll argue this though, best ending in the playoffs so far, but I don't think the best touchdown catch. 
You still Antonio Brown? No, I think Davis for the for the Titans. Oh yeah. In that that first drive against yeah. the Patriots, I think I thought that catch was unreal. That One was handed, <laughs> right in the bread basket. I was like, Ooh. Are you f- <laughs> fucking <laughs> Beckham Jr. over here? Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, I think that's the the one thing really to talk about. We yeah. can talk about the Steelers a bit. Nah, it's the, all good. I mean, well, the only thing I'm going to say as a Steelers fan. No, okay. I'm going to ask you from an unbiased okay. point of view, Neil. Who who do you blame for that loss? I blame the defense. Okay, I blame the it more the defense, whole. just as a whole, in terms of forty-five points allowed. Yeah, and like you said, though, two off turnovers early, and that's where the offense, like they tried to bail themselves out later and couldn't quite do it. But then the D never really helped them either. So it's a little bit of a combo because Jacksonville was able to jump on that quickly because of a couple turnovers. So yes. that's fair. But then, like once the offense started humming, it was up to the defense to completely shut them down, and they weren't able to do it. Well, and see, they just. They came out so goddamn flat. Mm-hmm. Like, they were just so flat in that first quarter. They go down 21 nothing, And, like, the Steelers are have been a second-half team all mm-hmm. year. Better in the second half, especially when Ben's at home for whatever reason. So, you're down... If you're down 7 nothing, 14-3, whatever, going to the second half, I can live with that. It's not ideal, but I can live with it because I have confidence that yeah. can come back. 21 nothing, and then 21-7. You just... You cannot let Jacksonville score... Three unanswered touchdowns against you. That is just embarrassing. Well, and and, yeah. and I said to Adam, you know, we were texting, and I said, "Man, just embarrassing loss." And he's like, it's, "Don't be embarrassed." You know, like Ben put up almost 500 yards against the best passing D in the mm-hmm. league. I still think the Jacksonville D is overrated. Um, and it's good. I think it's overrated. It's young. I don't think it's, it's still be- really young. I don't think it's better than the Minnesota's. I don't, I don't even think it's better than the Eagles, to be honest. Yeah, the Eagles completely shut down that that Falcons offense. Yeah. I mean, don't be. I mean. Sarkeesian is not the best coordinator in the no. world. Predictable offense, but oh my they... god, we were we were having some brews in the in the hotel room waiting to go down for the reception, and we were watching the end of that game, and it's just like his four play calls. Oh, I know. Or just all fades to Julio Jones. All fades <laughs> to Julio Jones. <laughs> like, like, dude, we're not playing Madden. We're just like <laughs> the rating takes over. You know? like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Just because he's rated ninety three doesn't mean he's gonna catch it every single time. Like, stop, right? So like, oh my god. So yeah. Um, but no, because because Foles didn't look great, but the Eagles were able to hang on because their D was great. I thought, and that in the first quarter they just absolutely got so much pressure on on Matt Ryan. Yeah. I thought I thought their 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 front seven looked great, but the one thing I'll say is you know Todd Haley they're not going to bring him back next year in Pittsburgh. I just think that those fourth and one calls were really what killed the team. Mm-hmm. I think they had so much momentum to to turn things around. And there's there's there was a couple that were confusing. There was a there's a sweep they called on one, but the one to me where I just I had called a play action pass on a fourth and one. Yeah. And I get it, Ben's not the Ben of two thousand five. Yeah. But other than maybe the heist or Cam Newton, who's bigger or as big as Ben in the league? Yeah. Just as, as, as far as a quarterback goes, yeah. do you know? Because the heist is like what six seven. Yeah, he's a big boy, six foot eight. Paxton Lynch might be big. Paxton Lynch is six six. But and then Newton, big Newton, Newton is a big thick, boy. But like he's six. Ben six, is two. big. Yeah. Like at one point, I get you're old and you don't want to take hits, but take one fucking sneak. Yeah. Stretch, just stretch. I know. You your wingspan alone is five feet. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. for God's sake, like I don't get it. Anyway, so I think that's what was the undoing. Really, is just those some of those fourth and one calls. That play action pass to me was just the most. Awful call I've, yeah. I've seen on a fourth and one ever. Like, I mean, you mentioned the fact that you have Le'Veon Bell on your roster and you haven't had him the ball once one yard, place. yeah. Is what's, what's more egregious, that or Pete Carroll not giving it to Marshawn <laughs> Lynch on the, the one-yard line? Pete <laughs> Carroll, Carroll still, winning yeah. first Super Bowl. Anyway, oh, yeah. so let's go over Adam's email. It says, sorry, I couldn't make the show. He sent us an email like you did last yeah. week. Sir, can make the show. I'm on the IR, but not yet LTIR, he says. Oh, okay. I have only a couple points. The Jags D needs to be way better next week if they want to have a chance in Foxborough. That aside, they already talk trash at a championship level, and I love it. I recommend everyone watch at least a couple minutes of Jalen Ramsey per day. I'll say this about that. The Jags are acting like they've already won the goddamn Super Bowl. (laughs) They are going to get... that. And the other thing I was saying watching that game is when it came to realization that, you know, in that last touchdown to... uh, to uh, to Antonio Brown at the end of the game to make it 45-42. I mean, that was a garbage time touchdown. Yeah. So really, uh, even during that drive, knowing the game's over, I'm thinking, the, what's going to make this look even worse is when Brady and Gronkowski and Belichick just dice this defense <laughs> next week. 
absolutely <laughs> dice it. Like, yeah, we can talk all we want about the matchups and yeah. you know Miles Jack, and like, who I actually really like. I actually yeah. really like no, Miles Jack. Really, as and a like Jacksonville's D, like overrated or not, they have Jaylen produced Ramsey. some really good. They produced some really good performances this year. Sure, and it is a dangerous. Like, it's the one matchup that at least I think they feel that they can be on equal terms. Sure. They feel. I don't know, you know, if everybody else feels that. But they probably go in thinking, like, you know what? We faced the Steelers. We still won. But you gave up 42. We can face New England just the same. But the difference yeah. is a Belichick team does not come out as flat as Steelers. No, do. they will not. There's no chance. There's no way. The, the, well, unless you're 28 Their defense in the Super Bowl. Is very good. Is, is that joke still good? What's or? that? Unless it's 28-3 in the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you win a Super Bowl, that joke goes out the window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you make the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history, <laughs> there's no joke. Playoff history and then in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But, oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. I think Jacksonville, again, like I've kind of talked about, they've, they played some decent teams over the course of the year, and I think yeah. that's what kind of skewed their defensive rating. Sure. I think it's a good defense. It's a really good defense. Well, it's really young. I think that's one thing you do look yeah, at. Their biggest sure. contributors are only, like, in their early 20s. So sure. people say they have the potential to kind of be, like, that Legion of Boom, like, a five-year period of being, like, yeah. you're just good because you, people can't score on you. Right? Yeah. So. But then again. Yeah. So maybe, like, their stats, I would I would even say, because I was on the train, too, so looking at some of their stats early on, I was like, they are, like, historically good. But it definitely tailed off. But a Patricia, bit. who's going to be a head coach of the Lions, yeah, there's just no chance that he lets Blake Bortles score. Like yeah. they're going to do whatever team should have done. Yeah, you stack the box <laughs> yeah. so Fournette can't do anything. Yeah, and you force Bortles to make big plays, which he made a couple against the Steelers. Yeah, lots of his that legs, pass to which Lee. He, does. he made that pass to Lee at one yeah. point too. He does a lot with his legs. But Adam, what did Adam throw at us? That he's the he's got the highest yards per average for a rush. Per, in a, as a quarterback in the NFL. Wow, great, awesome. So, but then he gets first downs. Just, so. I mean, this is so obvious though. Like I'm looking <laughs> at, like I'm looking at the final four: Jags at Patriots, Vikings at Eagles. Yeah. And I, you want to talk about all the different narratives of what could happen, but it, I mean, in the end, it's going to be Patriots and Eagles. Mm, and the okay. Patriots, I think, are going to kill them. Okay. So anyway, the so we'll get into that. The last thing Adam mentioned is email. Carter McDavid celebrated his 21st birthday in Vegas last Saturday by seeing Chainsmokers. I think that's a weak play. I wonder if, they, if if that was his choice or if he was swayed by his girlfriend. Your takes. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> um, keep those molten hot takes coming, Adam. Yeah, cool. Whatever. I didn't even know that he saw the chain smokers. <laughs> Neither did I. Great. Actually, I awesome. No Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's Vegas. They're probably just at the, at the bar. He, probably, he just... probably showed up and was like, oh, cool. Who yeah. are these guys? Yeah. He's also 21. Like, maybe they really like the chain smokers. Yeah. I have no idea. That's funny. Do you see Conor McDavid going to freaking, like, I don't know, boys to men concert? Yeah, probably not. I don't know. I don't care. I I give zero shits about this team when they're off the ice. Yeah. Um, okay, quickly to wrap things up, let's do our predictions. So last yeah, week... Yeah, we didn't get to basketball, but we'll, do, we'll yeah, get to it soon. But eventually. The Raps are really good this the year. The Raps are good this year. They look different. I think that the Cavaliers are actually in trouble. They are very much in trouble. It's different than last year. Yes. Last year they struggled for a little bit, but they look different. I think they're the Raptors... They're almost dead last in defense. Only because the Celtics are that much better, the yeah. Raptors are that much better, and the Heat are kind of on a bit Heat of a are good. Hot, hot Good. Washington's good. The East is finally starting to catch up to the West. Washington, I question yeah, Washington. I know, me too. But they're at least catching up. I think the East is at least catching up to the West sure. for depth. Sure. Because you look at the West and you look at the East, the eight seeds have almost identical records yeah. for once. And it's like, it used to be the East was like way lower. So Unless the, obviously the Cavs make some sort of big trade. but Yeah. They're not giving up that Nets pick. They can't because if LeBron walks, they need that. They need it. Yeah. They need it. And yeah, that's the Kyrie. That's the pick. So that that's you can't give that away. It's a bad for trade. Eh? Oh yeah. We can we can officially say it's a bad trade. Oh yeah. 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 Good for you, Celtics. Yeah. You just sit the guy, right? Like if yeah. he demands a trade, who cares? You're the him. team. You say who cares? Yeah. Just anyway. sit him. Yeah, I'm on the contract for two years. Yeah. Sit him till he wants to play. I think the Raps, we go through this every year, but I think the Raps actually do have a legitimate chance. They do. Yeah, they do. do. We All the things we said Casey and DeRozan need to do this year, they've done it. They've done it somehow. Casey has like... Revamped the entire offense. Entire They're offense. the only team other than Golden State in the top five in both offense and defensive rating. I didn't know that. And I was like, that is indicates to you how good they actually are. Because that's a better indicator. And so the if they can keep they that made. level through the entire year, yeah. they have a shot. All right. Um... So, Jags at Patriots. Patriots favored by nine in Foxborough. By nine? This, oh, my God. It's Nine in a playoff game. And you're going to yeah, I mean, people are going to say that's insulting, blah, 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 blah. But it's not. Like, it's, it's insulting. Because because at the end of the day, Grant's going to have t- a touchdown, maybe two. Deion Lewis is going to rush for probably close to 100 yards. Amendola's going to have some garbage time touchdown. It's going to mm. be a 
three game by half. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Like, it just is. And then the Patriots, even if it's not... Actually, what will probably happen, it'll be close. Yeah. And Belichick will do what he always does, readjust at halftime, and they'll score three touchdowns in the third quarter. Yeah. Like, it's just... It is what it is. Yeah. I would take Patriots over. Yeah. I would take the take the over on those points for yeah. sure. But so, so I'll take Patriots too, yeah. You don't even Adam Adam didn't send his picks, but I'm Well Jaguars. We don't yeah. have to even like Yeah. Yeah. So who's leading the playoffs so far? So Adam and I are tied. So oh, week okay. one we each had two. Last week we each had two. two. So you I'm have... way trailing in the rear. Yeah. yeah. Four two totals, eh? So yeah, we're each going Patriots. And then in the NFC title game, Vikings at Eagles. Eagles once again is the home seed. The underdog. Are they? Vikings favored by three. Woo, baby. Well, I'm going I'm going Case Keenum, maybe. Yeah. I'm going Vikes. For a home Super Bowl, no team has ever played in their home stadium in the Super Bowl. I know. And I love... And see, that's the narrative that I love. Yeah. It would be cool. But most of the time, it's because they're playing in, like, Miami. No. They're playing in all these shit. And like, then when it happens in teams. L.A., it's in, it's in the Rose yeah, Bowl and stuff exactly. like that. Which, only until now, the Rams have played in. Yeah. Um. So, you're going Eagles, eh? See, this one's... Or I'm going Vikes. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're going Vikes. Vikes. Um, this one is tough for me too. I love the idea. I think the Vikings. I want Case Keenum. I think the Vikings are really good. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, this is a different story if Carson Wentz is in. Yes. And I think it would be a really cool narrative to have a Carson Wentz versus Brady, Brady in the Super Bowl. They really could do the sort of old guard, new guard thing. Yeah. Um, the Eagles' defense looked really, really good. I think, but I think. Obviously, the Vikings' defense is better than the Falcons' defense. Yeah. I got to go with the Vikings, too, I think. Ooh, going Vikes. Yeah. Yeah. I just love the idea of them playing in their home stadium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the funny thing about that, too, is that's going to be some storyline going in. Vikings, Patriots, Vikings at home. Oh, my God. Skull chant. <laughs> and it's going to make no fucking difference, difference. to the Patriots. <laughs> it's going to make no difference. Are they going to go back to Because back? then it's yeah. just a regular season game. I know. It's just a regular season game in Minnesota to them. Yeah. They don't, like, they've been to this thing seven times I by know. now. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to just give Adam the Eagles, I guess, because just so he's a contrarian, whatever. I yeah. don't know. So if then, he changes it, we'll change it. But. Sure. So we're looking at Patriots, Vikings, and the Super Bowl. Um, other than so we didn't Eagles really, go Adam by his picks that we gave him Jags and Eagles, Eagles. <laughs> which would be funny as is shit. Is anyone watching that? No, Nick Foles would. Oh yeah, it'll still get watched. Yeah, mostly for halftime. The NFL does not watch because Justin that. Timberlake's doing half. That's right. That's right. That's right. Play performing filthy. Filthy. The yeah. first hit, hit single off Man, Man of the, of the Woods. Oh, uh, what a bad song. All right. Anything else you want to touch the on? The best a thing bit? I saw on Twitter was I thought he was going to yeehaw and he woo whopped. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, sure. And I was like, you're right. That is what he did. You expected some like twang thing? Nope. He still yooped. Well, I said to Adam, what he meant when he said man of the woods, he meant Shambhala. He meant those woods. <laughs> that, those are the woods. woods. He never specified which, which woods. woods. He just said woods. Woods. And that, for all, as okay. far as I know, that thing's in a forest yeah. somewhere. Oh, man. Filthy. What a, I like it. It's not. I don't know. I just. I thought he was gonna yee on. He didn't. So. Okay. Well, that's. Fair. I thought it was like. It's like. It's Maybe like future sex album. love sounds. Yes. But like not as good. Well, no. It's like a dumbed down version of it. Well, no. But of we'll course. See. We'll see what the whole album's like. That I'm really. Music's like now. sports. It's hard to be dominant for a very very. It long is. He's not. Time. Cool. He's not as cool anymore. Oh, you know when he came out in 2020. Stop. With the 2020 experience, he was like. That's a molten hot take. Yeah. See, Adam said come back. Keep the molten hot takes. Justin Timberlake's not cool anymore. Not as cool as he once was. He was uh, the person in yeah, 2013. Yeah, well, he's released an album. Well, yeah. The album comes out, he performs the Super Bowl, <laughs> he's going to be just as cool as ever. You're fucked. <laughs> You're fucked, man. You're fucked. That's a terrible take. That's a molten hot that's take. That's a terrible take. <laughs> Almost as bad as putting uh, Safe and Sound in your top three Taylor Swift songs. I don't know what's worse. Oh, man. We're going to go over our list again in a, a, in a yeah, few we months. Can. We're going to redo them. Hey, listen, I got a Twitter... Like handle right away that was like who was the lunatic that put our song outside the top five so I got a reply I'm oh like, wow yeah. okay yeah, that, was I that was me that was you yeah so um all right Neil Instagram uh, OTV cast we're working <laughs> every working. week you're working we're working on new logos new stuff so all right cool uh and then yeah email us like Adam did like Neil did last week like uh, all our other friends do oh yeah OTVcast at gmail I uh, don't know what's going to happen for next week, whether Adam's back or not, but until then... Sounds like he will. I have, we'll a, figure it I out. have a hunch that he's going to be back. Oh, wow. A hunch, a hunch. Eh? Inside info. Uh, so is it like a like a Belichick hunch? You're just going to... Yeah, probably. Let's go with it. Yeah. All right. I won't give you too many more details, or else that would be very un Good luck to the Oilers this week. <laughs> By the next time we talk...
Hopefully it's Saturday. They haven't played in it'll be a full week. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's what a bye week is, Neil. Well, but it says five days without any activity. Right. Is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Five. So until then, we are back on the bench. Perfect. Lens off.